Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. It's Urban Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. We want to continue what has become a series now on how to tell if you are an alcoholic or may have a drinking problem. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can find more information about Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. As I always do, I want to start with prayer. Lord, Father God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you for our listeners and those who may be suffering from addiction. Father God, let them know you love them. Let them know that you alone can heal them. Father God, let them know you're not mad, you're not angry, that you are full of grace and mercy, Father God, and that you came so that they may have life and have it more abundantly, Father God. Let them know that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to, again, as we always do, anchor us back in Scripture And the scripture we started out with was Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And to add to that today, I'm going to read Psalms chapter 84, verses 11 through 12. For the Lord God is our sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. I love that last part. Blessed is the one who trusts in you. That is a wonderful promise from the Lord. So I love to anchor us in scripture and get us back to This world teaches us to seek the things of this world. But what we must realize that things without the Lord are just things. They are void of any joy, any true happiness. And we must realize that we have three enemies. And Lord, please give us power today over those three enemies. I rebuke those three enemies in our lives my life, and the life of the listeners. And those three enemies are the flesh, the world, and Satan. And understand that our great enemy, Satan, he loves to work in the places where we're ignorant. Think about that. And I want you to always keep and remember that wherever you're ignorant, that's where he's working. If you're ignorant about your finances, he's working. Another example, when I was ignorant, about my alcoholism and the signs of my alcoholism, he was working. And one of the biggest signs that you may be an alcoholic or have a drinking problem is when you drink, does drinking lead to other addictions? I.e., if you are a man and when you drink, you womanize. When you normally wouldn't, if you are a married man and when you drink, you start to womanize or you gamble, then you may have a drinking problem. 
what I realized is when you are an alcoholic, rarely is that the only vice or sin in your life. And if that is you, you may have a drinking problem. I knew a lot of alcoholics when they drank, they gamble and they would gamble exorbitant amounts of money that they wouldn't normally do if they weren't drinking or if they weren't drunk. And I knew guys, I've seen this play itself out over and over and over again that would get themselves into really bad situations behind drugging and drinking and making bad decisions on the places they went where there would be strip clubs, bars, clubs on the women that they dealt with women that they would not normally deal with men that they would not normally deal with. If it was a female, it was just a plethora of really bad decisions that led to other addictions that led to other addictions that if they had not been drinking, they would not have been perhaps smoking. Sometimes that was smoking cigarettes. Sometimes that was smoking other drugs. But what I'm trying to get you to realize is that that one sin, that one addiction will put you in bondage to idolatry, adultery, and all the other sins of this world. Because when you are drunk, I've never seen, and I'll make this, this is a very bold statement. I've never seen a drunk or an alcoholic make a wise decision when they were in their active addiction. I have not seen one. If that is you and you believe that you are making great decisions in your active alcoholism, I would beg to differ. I would beg to differ and ask those around you. And when you wake up the next day after you've made decisions, after you've been out drinking all night and you look around and when you wake up in strange places with strange people, uh, you wake up in jail, you wake up in a car accident, you wake up in a hospital and you can tell me that those are the manifestations of good decisions. They are not. And if any of these things that I just named are happening to you, you have a problem. And when you wake up and you wake up to all of this collateral damage in your life and you feel like your life has become unmanageable to the point where you're paralyzed, because what alcohol works to do is it works to take away your ability to manage your life, to manage your life, to even function on a daily basis. That's a major sign that you are an alcoholic. When you cannot manage your life, when you cannot even function, when your marriage is falling apart, your job performance is poor, your relationship with your children is non-existent, your relationship with the creator of the universe, Jesus Christ, is non-existent. These are major signs that you are an alcoholic. 
when everyone around you is saying to you, you're drinking too much. Perhaps you should stop drinking. Bad things are happening to you when you are drinking. When your conscious is yelling out to you that you are drinking too much, that you need help. Don't take that as a negative sign. Take that as that's your inward soul, man, crying out for help. And you are not the only person that is where you are right now if you are experiencing these symptoms. I was there. And I understand. I know it hurts. I know it's embarrassing. I know the sin, the shame, the guilt. I know it. You, you say to yourself, how could I let myself get to this point? And it hurts when you're there because you feel like you're in this deep pit and that no one understands. Well, the truth is, the guy behind the mic, me, I understand. Because I've been there. Because I know what it feels like to be lost, to, to shake so violently because you need that drink. To just be sweating. To, to have anxiety feel nights where you cannot sleep, where all you can think about, right? There was a point in my life, this is no lie, where when I got up in the morning, the first thing I thought is, when can I have my first drink? Okay, can I have it? And, and it, was a, it was like I was plotting. I, I was being deceitful, saying to myself, okay, can I start drinking at noon? How can I do that? Oh, I know what to do. I'll go have lunch. But what happened was I wasn't even having lunch anymore. I was just going in saying, hey, let me have a double margarita. That was my lunch. If you are not eating and going to places under the pretense that you're going to have lunch, but you really aren't eating lunch, you just drinking, then you may be an alcoholic. I'm going to go out on a ledge and say that you are. And when, when alcohol is more important than food, you have a problem. And for me, that was a major sign. Anyone who knows me will tell you that I like to eat. Well, what happens is over time, my desire for food dissipated and my desire for alcohol increased. Get me now. I wasn't even concerned about food. I was concerned about when could I have my first drink. If drinking is dominating your thoughts, then you may be an alcoholic. And what do I mean by that? I mean, if all you can think about is that next drink, when I can start drinking, how much can I drink thinking, okay, I can only have two drinks or I can only have four drinks. Well, if I have this many drinks, then I know I got to call an Uber. I know I got to get a ride home. When you are planning your drinking like a business plan, like you would a business plan, like you would a wedding or anything important in life, when you're going through all the iterations that I just said, you're probably an alcoholic. If you're thinking about alcohol more than you're thinking about your wife, your children, 
your life more than the creator, Jesus Christ, the Lord God himself, when drinking has become your God, you have a problem. Well, how do I know? Because it became mine. It was the thing that consumed my time. It was the thing that I thought about. It was the thing that I relied on to get me through my day, to get me through arguments with my wife, to get me through. That was my get me through. What's your get me through? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. One of the things I had to learn was be honest with God. He already knows. But to be honest with myself, because for you to get the help that you need, for us to get you the help that you need, you're going to have to surrender and say, I have a problem. My life has become unmanageable and I need help. The good thing is that be encouraged. Me, my friends, I have lots of friends. I got friends with 40, 50 years of sobriety. So can it be done? Yes, but you're going to have to want it. You're going to have to seek God. You're going to have to seek help. You're going to have to take a step of faith by raising your hand and saying, I'm sick and tired. If you are saying to yourself that you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're an alcoholic. If you are saying to yourself when you wake up, I'm going to quit today, uh, and then you put it off and you say, I'm going to quit tomorrow, you're probably an alcoholic. These are the things I'm, I'm pointing out, the, the things and the mindset of an alcoholic because I want you to grasp how deep it is, how it affects your body, how it affects the integration of your soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions. And then it digs deep into your body where you start to crave it, where you have that one drink and it just sets off this allergy where you've got to have more and you've got to have more and you've got to have more. And you drink until you just are passed out drunk till you black out and you wake up the next day and you're overcome by sin, shame, guilt. And you say to yourself, how can I get out of this situation? How can I change? Help, Lord, help, Lord. But you keep doing the same thing. You got to make a decision in your will. The most powerful thing we have and the most dangerous thing we have is our will. When we decide in our will, which is in your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, you know, I talk about that because the importance of that. Your will is in that integration of your mind, your will, and your soul. It's what you do with your will. It's going to take an act of your will to say, Lord, I surrender. I need help. And then we need you to take that step of faith by engaging what's out there, counseling, alcohol anonymous, HamptonMinistries.org, from beer to the Bible.com. God is giving you a chance right now. Stop, pull over. God is calling you right now to restoration, to redemption, to right relationship with Him, 
Don't keep putting it off. Don't keep putting it off. Because we are not guaranteed tomorrow. I kept putting it off. I kept putting it off. Saying, no, 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 I'll stop tomorrow. I'll stop tomorrow. And then finally I realized that my will, my self-will, to make it through another day just was burned up. I had no more. I remember the day so vividly. I went to get out of bed, and I could not get out of bed. I couldn't will myself. I couldn't think myself. I couldn't empower myself out of bed. I literally could not get out of bed. Alcohol had stripped me, had stripped my soul, had stripped my confidence. I'd lost a lot of weight. I was literally a mess. I was an alcoholic. I was an alcoholic. And that's when I said to my wife, you're right, I need help. I'm not going to be able to get myself out of this alcoholism. I need help. And that's when I said, find me a rehab. So I took a step of faith. I'll be very, very honest with you. When I got to rehab, after being there a couple of weeks, I I, I just really didn't know what I was going to believe anymore. You know, I had the enemy saying to me, if your God is so good, why did he let you become an alcoholic? Look at you now. You're in rehab. You're on the verge of losing everything. See what he did to me? He started to taunt me about the things, the business, my wife, um, my worldly possessions. He started to say, well, you're going to lose all that stuff. And if God is good, why would he let you lose all that stuff? Well, here's the truth of it. As an alcoholic, I was incapable of being a steward of any of that stuff. And as an alcoholic, things aren't what I needed. What I needed was Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. That started this series. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And once I got that, and I mean, I got it from my head to my heart to application of my life. And I remember saying, Lord, I just want to be made whole. I just want to recover and not drink. And if I lose everything, I'm okay with that because I will have you and I will finally be in right relationship with the kingdom of God who is run by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who can restore what is lost, who can revive what is dead, who can breathe life into a marriage that was honestly on the rocks. And I just believe the word of God that if I just sought him first, if I just would seek God, that he would add all those things to me. And my counselor said to me, man, after two weeks, something, something snapped in you. Something changed. You started to look different. You started to behave different. 
you, you, you got it. And he said, what happened? I said, I surrendered my life and my will and my soul, the integration of my mind, my will and emotions to Christ Jesus. And I surrendered myself to the leadership, the counsel, the enablement, the empowerment, the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And I realized I was a citizen, not of this world, but of the kingdom of God. I realized that I was a son and it changed my whole life. And you said, well, how did you realize you were a son? If you want to know who you are and how much God loves you, go to Romans 8. Read Romans 8 until you get it, and you realize that God is for us. So who can be against us? Who can be against us? Certainly not alcohol. I want you to think about this right now. If God can heal all other diseases, leprosy, cancer, we have examples in the Bible of the healing power of the living God. We all know somebody. I had a brother who they gave 48 hours to live and my brother Lonnie Hampton made it a year. I saw miracles. They kept counting them out. I kept seeing the healing power of the Lord. So if the Lord can do that, do you not think that he can heal and recover you from the power of alcoholism and drug addiction? We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. I want to finish the point on, do you not think that he can heal and recover you from the power of alcoholism and drug addiction? But you got to believe and you have a part to play. Too many times we pray and we wait for God to do all the work. But I'm going to tell you my experience. Take a step of faith. Even if it is a baby step of faith, call an 800 number. Go to an AA meeting. Send us an email. Call us. Reach out. Do something. If you just do something, the Lord will come over top in the supernatural and manifest himself naturally in your life to lead you down the road of sobriety. I am calling you. It is not I, though. It is the Lord, the Holy Ghost in and through me today who's saying enough is enough. 
He has good plans for you to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11, go read it. Please know that God loves you. I love you and have love, faith, and hope that he can recover you from alcoholism and addiction. And I want to say, again, this is a platform for anyone who has suffered from alcohol and drug addiction and has recovered through the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please, if you have a story to share, a testimony that you would like to share, please go to FromBeerToTheBible.com. And I want to leave you with this. The love, I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus. And the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.